Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 253. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yeah. Very enthusiastic there today, Off-Road. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with your friends and listen to our entertainment podcast after this. This being our sports pod, we usually start with the NBA, but we're flipping it up today, and we're going to start with the NFL, Andy. How do you, how do you like that? I really don't. Oh. I just want to get this over with. Uh, not, not a great weekend of football for me. Oh boy, uh, very sad. Um, very, I guess, interesting to the rest of the world. Very exciting, but just uh, you know, terrible for me. So uh, you know, coming going into the last week of the season. Uh, we talked about it last week. There was, the Chargers and Raiders were in a, a win-in-your-in situation. They were both 9-7. and seven. Uh, Whoever won the game would go to 10-7 and seven and clinch a playoff spot. Uh, it was the last game of the week on, on primetime. Uh, so it was just like this was set up for, uh, you know, this, this big, basically the first playoff game. Uh, and, I mean, you can tell by the way I'm sounding, the, the Chargers did not win. It was not uh, all that enjoyable for me. Uh, they really made a lot of mistakes at the beginning. They went down two touchdowns, but some somewhat miraculously, they came back and uh, tied it and then uh, still lost. But uh, that's not really why the game was was notable. So, uh, like I said, it was the last game of the season, so all the other games have been played. And due to how those results happened, like there was a, a really crazy scenario uh, that the Colts ended up getting upset, and they lost so they uh were eliminated and so going into this final game uh if the raiders and chargers tied they both would have made the playoffs so there were all these uh theories of like would they just you know take a knee and not play like why risk uh playing because it's like whoever loses is out and also you could you know get injured or something like that with the teams like collude and just take a knee uh, I thought that was stupid. That was never going to happen, and it didn't happen that way. Lame uh, but maybe, if it did. But maybe if you know something broke right, uh, and it was the end of the game, and would there be a situation where they would just stop playing? Uh, so, like I said, due to what happened in the earlier games, uh, Pittsburgh, who had a tie earlier in the season, was sitting at nine seven and one. Uh, but if the Chargers and Raiders both tied, they would also be that record and they would they would win out over Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh was was rooting for there not to be a tie. Because as long as one team lost, they would jump that team and get that last playoff spot. So they uh were watching the game hoping for just that anyone would win. Uh typically someone will. Yeah. There's ties aren't that frequent in the NFL, but it does happen. So they play an overtime period and if it's tied at the end of the overtime period, then it's then it's over. Um so what happened here, like I said, the Chargers kind of sucked and choked and uh, found themselves down by 15 with, I don't know, six minutes left or something like that uh, before putting together two touchdown drives and a two-point conversion to come back to tie the game on the last last play of the game. Like, just craziness that they were able to do it. Uh, but, of course, for, for me, it's just like, yeah, they're still going to fucking blow it because I'm, I'm negative and I have, a, I have a right to be negative. I have a reason to be negative because nothing good ever happens. That's how... 
that's how it goes with this team. It's just like, yeah, it's all going to fall apart in the end. So, um, and so what happened is each team traded field goals to start the overtime. So, uh, Raiders scored first and Chargers tied it back up and there's about four minutes left. Uh, so the tie was very, very possible at this point. Uh, so the Raiders get the ball back and what, what are they going to do? Their strategy should be, they're fine with the tie. You want to win the game because you always want to win the game, but you definitely don't want to lose the game. You're fine with the tie. So really your strategy here is to try to use time, make sure you don't give the ball back uh, right away so the Chargers could win the game. Uh, and, you know, the Raiders succeeded. They got a couple first downs, got to around midfield, and uh, there was under a minute left. And with a third down, uh, the Chargers decided to call timeout to set up their defense. And after they came out of the timeout, the Raiders still converted the third down, put themselves into field goal position, kicked a game-winning field goal as time expired. Uh, and the story of the game ended up being that because uh, the announcers kind of blew it, they thought that the timeout by the Chargers, that the Raiders weren't just going to let the clock run out, which wouldn't have happened because it couldn't have, uh, but that the Chargers calling the timeout changed what the Raiders did and that uh, the Raiders would have just kneeled down and took the tie uh, but decided not to, uh, which is not what happened. Anyone who understands how football works knows that's not what happened, but that, that was the, the narrative coming out is that the Chargers would have been in the playoffs if they just didn't call a timeout to try to set up a defense, but uh, yeah, I was a yeah. Regardless of you know that lie, they still they lost. They got knocked out. Uh, they couldn't stop the Raiders from getting fifty yards in the at the last drive. There, they just needed one stop, uh, and they would have clinched the tie at least. And uh, they couldn't they couldn't do it. Uh, that was kind of the story of the season. Their defense is miserable, and I don't know I don't know how it gets better. Uh, the thing in football is you, everyone has holes. You try to plug them and two more holes pop up because NFL careers are so short. You might sign a guy who's 28 and you're like, well, he'll last till he's 32. But sometimes you're done at age 29. You're no longer good at all. So uh, It's like when Chevy Chase puts that gum on the uh, Hoover Dam sure, rock yeah. wall. That's a visual rep- representation of it. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess in the in the football representation of it, uh, a couple years ago, the Chargers signed Chris Harris Jr. from the Broncos. Really, really good cornerback. Uh, in his two years with the Chargers, he fucking sucks. He wow. wasn't that old. He was older, but he wasn't that old. It didn't seem like, well, he, he'd be done at this point. Uh, he got, I don't want to say they paid him over $10 million a year. He was supposed to be at least an above-average veteran. Uh, he fucking sucks. And it's uh, that's how it goes. You never know. Like, you're plugging that hole. We're signing this veteran corner. He's going to really help us out here. And uh, the hole remained. And uh, what do they do next year to try to plug it? Sign another 28-year-old and hope he isn't done at 29? I don't know. Uh, but it's fucking depressing. because When are they going to sign a robot? Uh, it's in 2039, I think, is mm. when those are done. I don't know. Bezos has got to get on it. Like, he's not doing Amazon shit. Just make robots. Yeah. Football robots. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, this is – they've now made the playoffs once in nine years – and they're never they're never terrible. They're not they're not a bottom feeder franchise like uh, Jacksonville has been or the two New York teams. Uh, but they just are never quite good enough. They're constantly five hundred, and it's exhausting. And I hate it. I'm sorry, um, Andy. Yep. So that's why I wanted to get that out of the way, so I can uh, move on. All right, you want to talk about some college football? 
Well, no, we still got more NFL to talk about. We'll oh. move on from that game. Okay, I thought that was short. Yeah, so now we've got uh, the playoff field is set. Like I said, Pittsburgh ended up getting that last spot because uh, of no tie. So, and Pittsburgh sucks. So uh, that's not that's not disrespectful to them. They know they suck. I'm sure if we had Tony on this week, he'd be like, "Yeah, they suck." Like he hasn't been interested in watching them. They've got a 40 year old quarterback who can barely throw. Uh, and they're just not that good, but they won a bunch of close games, and that's what happened. Uh, same thing with the Raiders. They won a million close games this year. I think uh, six walk-off wins. So walk-off wins aren't very, aren't very don't happen all that much in, in the NFL. So usually, you know, like a, a game-winning field goal at the last second or, you know, a touchdown in overtime that ends the game. Uh, so the Raiders had six, I believe, walk-off wins. 4-0 in, in overtime. I believe the field goal kicker made nine go-ahead field goals in the last two minutes of the game or overtime and he was nine for nine which is like unreal so uh, basically that guy misses three of those kicks and you know the Raiders are a bad team so uh those two teams got in the last two spots while I think the Colts and Chargers were probably better teams probably more exciting teams better chance at pulling off an upset this weekend uh they're sitting at home so now we're we're left uh with uh, some shittier matchups so uh, to start the playoffs is uh, this Saturday. Um, the Raiders are going to Cincinnati. I don't think they have much of a chance. They lost by 20. They already played them this year. They lost by 20 earlier this season. Uh, and, the, and then the next game on Saturday is the Patriots going to Buffalo, which, again, we also just saw a couple weeks ago. Buffalo handled New England pretty easily. Uh, expect a repeat with that. And I think Buffalo will win that game at home. Uh, and then Sunday, we got three games. We got... Philly going to Tampa, so Tampa defending champs. I don't think Philly has much of a chance. Philly kind of was one of the, you know, lower, lesser teams that uh, pulled it off and got into the playoffs. Uh, but I don't think they're very good. I saw a stat that they went to zero and seven against other playoff teams, so they finished nine and eight, I, I believe. So they were nine and one against non-playoff teams and zero and seven against playoff teams. That doesn't uh, seem like a good sign. I know they played Tampa earlier this year and were getting blown out, so. Uh, then we got a really good matchup in the afternoon, 49ers and, and Cowboys. So uh, two big marquee franchises, classic matchup here. Uh, Dallas is really good on defense, and they've got a good quarterback. And San Francisco is a interesting team to watch. Not not the best quarterback, but they played pretty good offense. So I think that's I think it's the premier game of the week. So uh, San Francisco and Dallas, uh, and then Sunday night we got Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Uh, again, a rematch of a game not that long ago. Kansas City handled Pittsburgh pretty easily. Uh, I can't believe that's the Sunday night game that they went with, but uh, it is likely to be the final game of Ben Roethlisberger's career, um, which should have ended already because they shouldn't have made the playoffs. But uh, they won their last two games and you know snuck in here at the end. But uh, he is he is basically dead, and uh, we'll have his funeral on Sunday night. I believe Whoa. is what the. <laughs> Why that's uh, Sunday night. So you get all the old guys talking about him. Uh, never forget. Uh, probably probably rape someone. So never forget. Whoa. Um, yeah. Holy moly. It's always important. You know, you got to provide context. You know? Yeah. He also, uh, remember, he he sat with Donald Trump in the hotel while Donald Trump had sex with that um, porn star. That was a great story. Were you there or something? No, it was reported because it was at the, uh, you might have been there. It was at that, uh, 
the Reno Celebrity Golf Tournament thing they have, or the Tahoe. I thing. went to one of those. <laughs> it might have been that one. There. I don't it think so. Been that one. Uh-uh. But yeah, it's like, why is this guy involved in the story? I don't know. But weird shit. Pretty bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but then we have one more game. So interesting uh, addition to this year is a Monday night playoff game. I don't know if this is a great idea, but it's happening. So uh, we got Rams and Cardinals here in uh, Los Angeles. Um, another rematch of a game that happened not not that long ago. A lot of these are rematches. Um, the Rams won despite uh, having some guys out with COVID. So they ended the season on a much better uh, run than the Cardinals. So I, I don't know to, if this is going to be a great game or not. But early in the season, the Cardinals did blow out the Rams here in L.A. I think the, the Rams might be better on the road than they are at home, which is the the Los Angeles curse. Uh, they lost this last weekend to the Niners, and there were a ton of Niners fans there. That's just how that's how it is. Like uh, people in LA don't care about the teams that are in LA because they're they're new to the city right now, uh, even if they had previously been there. Uh, and teams, there's just too much stuff you can do here. Well, fans in LA, football fans in LA, would rather go see the team they already root for than you know adopt a new team. So yeah. it's kind of the it's been the curse uh, of L, of the LA team since they've been here. But uh, <laughs> the good news for the Rams is there's not that many Arizona Cardinals fans out there, so that's uh, probably not going to be a problem this week. And then after that, uh, I don't think they'll have a home field advantage. So, whoa, yeah. Although the Rams could have home field advantage in the Super Bowl, so that would be interesting. Yeah, It'd be uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really looking uh, all that much forward to this this wild card weekend. It doesn't seem like a, a great slate of games. I think next week will be the week to watch. I think there were a number of decent wild card teams or teams that could have made the wild card that uh, you know either choked or had some injury problems. But I, mean, I would have rather seen uh, Seattle with a healthy uh, Russell Wilson or the Vikings or obviously the Chargers, uh, the Colts. But instead, we're uh, left with the Philadelphia Eagles and. Uh, the Steelers. So, yep. Or it's something. I'll be in a better mood next weekend. We look forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Now we can move on to college football. All right. Let's do it. Uh, we, we wrapped up the season last night. It was a, a really nice game to end on uh, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, you know, another rematch. And it's different. It's not the pros, but this was also a rematch of a game. Uh, they brought it up multiple times, 37 days prior. In the SEC championship game, Georgia uh, lost to Alabama. It wasn't even very competitive. Uh, Georgia had been the best team all all year long. They were undefeated going to that game. What happened in that game? How strange it was. But now they had the rematch in the championship game here. And uh, I I predicted Georgia would be able to pull it off. That I think the in that earlier game, knowing that they could still lose and not get eliminated, you know they didn't they weren't playing for it all. Where Alabama had to win in order to uh, stay alive. So. I think there's just a little bit different uh, urgency there. And now in the final game, I I saw a better result. And uh, this game was pretty rough to watch for the first half. A bunch of field goals. I think it was 12 to 6 at one point. It's like six field goals, uh, which is not what you want to see. But that's just two great defenses really stiffening it up in the uh, red zone there. But um, eventually broke through. We saw a lot of touchdowns. Georgia ended up uh, scoring three touchdowns in the final quarter. Uh, one at the very end on a pick six to put the game away, but uh, a couple good drives to win this game. So 
Uh, at one point, Alabama was winning by one in the fourth quarter, uh, but Georgia was able to, to get those two off offensive touchdowns and uh, put themselves in a position to win the game. Uh, I think one of the big storylines of this game is the star receiver for Alabama, Jamison Williams. He left, uh, I think, a little bit before halftime and uh, didn't return, and now it's uh, come out that he uh, he tore his ACL. So that's uh, really too bad, especially when you're, when you're looking to move on to the pros. You don't want to have an injury in your last college game. Because uh, uh, you don't get paid for this, I don't know if you uh, you knew that. Uh, you can you can sell like ads featuring yourself, but uh, the, you don't get paid for playing. Whoa! Uh, so you don't want to put those future earnings in jeopardy. Uh, yeah, but you're playing for a title, and it, and it means something. And uh, you watch the way Georgia celebrated at the end of this game, and it does mean something. Uh, and again, most of the people that are playing on these teams are not going to get paid to play football uh, next year because uh, you know just. Only so many people go on to the NFL, and these teams have a ton of NFL talent, but these college rosters have a hundred kids plus. So, uh, so like the Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett the fourth, uh, great name or terrible name, I can't tell. Uh, he uh, is probably never going to play in the NFL. This is probably it for him. Uh, so very emotional for him to pull that off, and he like has had a, had a crazy journey. He's uh, he started with Georgia and then left to go to junior college and then transferred back, but he was a backup and then he eventually won the job this season and uh, won a title. That's cool story. Good for him. But um, yeah, the question with Jameson Williams though is if he didn't get hurt, would the game have been different? You could never tell, but that guy is just really dynamic and Alabama always has these great receivers. They definitely missed them. They didn't look as good, although, uh, they did finally score a touchdown uh, when he was on the bench there, but uh, you know they they probably would have liked to have him there in the second half, and they just didn't have him. So um, now, good news for Alabama fans is uh, they are the number one team heading into next year again. That they're just a juggernaut. That just you know just said the wide receiver position. The what they've had in the last ten years at wide receivers has been ridiculous. Like they're all better than the next. They just keep coming. They just keep coming every year. He's an incredible wide receiver, and I'm sure they're going to have two more next year that we don't even know about. Just uh, they just keep doing it. So uh, they won it last year. They lost in the final this year. So it's just it doesn't. There's very few off years for this Alabama franchise, uh, or whatever you want to call them. Whoa, <laughs> the football franchise of a university. I don't know. Team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it a franchise because it's, it's it's professional. That's why I'm. That's yeah. why I went with franchise rather than like a Del Taco. <laughs> yeah, that's how I meant it. You could uh, buy it just for like fifteen thousand dollars. You can get a license to be in an Alabama yeah. university. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's uh, that's college football. So now it's uh, that's over now. So we'll see you next August. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, you ready to talk some NBA? Yeah, there's not a lot here to talk. I think the the big story this week was that Clay Thompson did finally return. Yeah, like the uh, most watched game in a couple of years or something without being playoffs. Really, I didn't. I did not know that. I did not see that. But uh, at least in the Bay Area. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. But was this even a national TV game? I didn't. I didn't check it out. I know that it was. Happening. It was on NBA TV, oh, and okay. uh, again, it had a lot of big stats. Um, Kind of like, uh, you know, when, I don't know, whatever movie broke the mold, Spider-Man with the pandemic, people came back to watch the NBA for Clay. 
Oh, it's one of those uh, like post-pandemic stats. It's like this is incredible, but like pre, yeah, not okay. a lot. Yeah. And don't even think about playoffs. Yeah, um, and he played a lot. He played over twenty minutes. He started, uh, so he looked like he was fully ready to go. They did hold him out for a thousand years, so it makes sense that he was all the way ready to go. Yeah, what uh, was he? Three of eight from three. Yeah, that's what I was uh, wanted to see. Is you know, can he still shoot? So that's that's good. It's not great, but that's it's also not, yeah, not a terrible start. You know, I have eight shots. If he made four out of eight, you're like, that's fifty percent. That's incredible. So, uh, I assume he could still shoot. It's kind of the other stuff that uh, I'd be worried about. Uh, he's in his thirties now. It's a little harder to come back. Uh, and they're not the same, but <laughs> without Clay, the Warriors have been the best in the NBA. So. Uh, I'm sure they're happy to have him back. Uh, there's another crazy thing that happened in this game. I don't know if uh, you saw this, but I did not. Uh, Draymond Green he uh, hurt himself in the warmups, and he was uh, going to sit out the game. Uh, but then he decided, you know, I want to, I want to start. Like, I want to have you know us three starting in the lineup again for the first time in two years. I think it's a good moment. I want to be out there in the starting lineup and then just pull me. Uh, so that got reported. That was the plan like 10 minutes before tip off. A bunch of gamblers found this out and went and bet a bunch of unders on Draymond Green under points, under rebounds. Pretty good. Because they saw that he was what they call a gimme. He was not or not going to sit out the game. If he sits out the game, there's no bets, but he played. Yeah, he played four seconds. If he had a consecutive game uh, streak, you know, it counts. Uh, That happened. Uh, Zubac last year, I remember, did that. He, uh, Took the opening tip and then came out. I was like, yep, I want to keep my streak. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of contention whether these sports books were going to pay out or not. They're like, you guys cheated. Uh, this sucks. And then in the end, they decided they kind of had to. They were going to risk I thought they were going to. I thought we were going to at least get to hear you pull your MacGruber line in resp- uh, like acting as the bookies. Can we hear it just for what? sake? When he crashes the car. <laughs> No, I can't do that. Oh, I can't put me on the spot to do it. No, sorry. Has to come natural. All right. Uh, But yeah, they ended up paying out. uh, I think it's, they said it cost them millions. um, Not like a hundred million, but like maybe 2.1 million or something. Uh, But I guess good on those people for getting that (laughs) cheap bets in. But it is kind of like fraud. And if we are going to have full legalized gambling like there's i don't know just it's gonna you can't have it be the wild west like this like these companies paid it out because it wasn't that much money they didn't want to take the uh the pr hit but if like let's say they were on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars because this like weird error there'd be have to be some sort of a rule about this yeah crazy little thing there yeah interesting yeah i don't know if they'll be like hey a guy has to uh play a certain minimum or else the bets are canceled um, uh, it, was, it was the same thing with guys getting hurt early in the game and you you win all the things um i think that happened like lebron had one of those streaks of like he scored at least 10 points every game and it was like yeah he'll continue that unless he has a game where he you know sprains his ankle in the first quarter or something so, yeah, even then he still might shoot a couple from out of bounds but i think they did have one last last year where he like Stayed in the game just to get that or something, and then didn't play the rest of the game. Ridiculous. I don't know. Um, but I got one other NBA story here. 
All right, is it LeBron again in the it news? It's not LeBron. With uh, Michael Porter, what was the guy's name? I don't have any other news about LeBron. Not that interested. Okay. Uh, what I want to talk about was the, the Memphis Grizzlies, who oh. they've won nine straight. They're fourth in the West, and they're, they're really separating. Uh, I talked about how there's three teams in the West that separate themselves from everyone. Uh, Memphis with the streak has now joined that that top four. It is now, and uh, they're they're five games over the fifth place Mavericks, and uh, just they're really they're really playing well. So, young team always picking high, and maybe they're putting putting it all together. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's nice to see. I think they've they've done everything the right way. They uh, played really hard these last two years, despite not being in the playoffs. Although. Last year they did make the playoffs. They they made the play in game and they won that uh, eight versus nine matchup and got yeah, that. But eight then seed. they lost. Um, and then yeah, they got they beat they got beat by the Jazz. Uh, but you know they came from being uh, I think they got the number two pick like a couple years back and uh, they competed. Even they didn't try to tank. They competed and tried to make the playoffs. And now uh, it's paying off. It looks like so they got. Uh, John Morant is their their leader there. He's he hasn't played every game, and I don't I don't. There's some like MVP buzz. I don't buy it. He's not he's not, not there yet, yet, but he's definitely improved. He's scoring about five points more and shooting better from the field, which is which is the more important part because he's not uh, he's not a shooter. But if he can be, he needs to be better than Westbrook level shooting, and he is this year. So uh, that's that's really important. Uh, it's, as you've seen with Westbrook, is if uh, that only goes down over time. If you're not very good at shooting, you're not going to get uh, the best looks as you age, and eventually you're just going to be really bad at shooting. So, good sign that he's improved. So, I think uh, we'll have to. I'm going to give this team an incomplete, though, if I'm going to grade them. Okay. Still, so much youth here. Yeah, they're just not quite there. Yeah, they're not. Well, they're not going to compete with Golden State or Phoenix. I think no. it's, it's pretty clear. But they could win a lot of games. They play hard every night. You know, while the other they're making the good themselves teams don't. known. So that's uh, it's good. It's good progress, and they have a ton of young guys. So uh, Desmond Bain has been really impressive for them. Uh, kind of come out of nowhere, uh, late first rounder last year, surprising rookie, and he's been uh, he's doubled his points per game this year and solidified himself as a you know, a good starter. Um, so it's fun. There's something optimistic there. Like uh, a lot of the NBA isn't that fun this year. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I haven't really watched like any of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of just like mediocrity in the middle. Uh, I think we know what teams are good. And there's a lot of teams that are like, yeah, I mean, Okay. Washington Wizards, twenty and twenty. Like, yep. What's there? What's there to get excited about? I don't know. But Memphis Grizzlies, twenty eight and fourteen. That's exciting. I suppose. <laughs> I guess if you truly hate the Memphis Grizzlies, which uh, I was never a fan of them in the uh, the Zach Randolph days, you know. But I don't know. I never liked nor disliked them. I think it, it's silly that they're the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, it happens. Sometimes. I'd rather them be there than Vancouver. It's the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Lakers. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Well, Utah is full of jazz, Andy. Yeah. What's the most, uh, like, on-the-nose one? Let's see. 
Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons makes sense. Seattle was. Why? <laughs> There's Supersonics. a lot of super supersonics. There. You didn't know, Andy? Uh, Portland Trailblazers. That's good. The Oregon Trail. See? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, these are, there's some good names. And then there's, there's a lot some, of Rockets, yeah, in Houston. Well, there isn't, right? No. NASA's in Houston, but the Rockets aren't. It's a weird name. Yeah. I Not a lot of Bulls just... in Chicago. Yeah, where were they from? Spain initially, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is Miami all that hot? Do we know? I'm going to say, yeah, probably. But is it like, it's not like Phoenix hot. Oh, Phoenix no. Suns, that's a good one. They're the Suns. Right that's, that's come on. One, so. yeah. What about all those nets up in uh, New Jersey? <laughs> Big <Yeah>. fishing town. <laughs> or soccer. <laughs> I think it's a basketball net. I don't know where oh. that came from. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Celtics. <laughs> What's a clipper? It's a ship. We have ships here. No, it actually makes sense. They have their... Uh, I mean, because they came from San Diego, so a lot more, more of a, a boating town in San Diego there. But uh, you know, LA has marinas. The yeah. Clippers' practice facility is in a town called Marina del Rey. Yeah, uh, very, very fitting. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other ones right now. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, well, had a good time. Anything else to add for the NBA? Ah, uh, no, that does it. Yeah, short and sweet here. Uh, well, you've been listening to episode 253 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Sure, sure, you did. It was fun. Oh, wow. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure you did. <laughs>